Welcome to the Nerd and Normie podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm dating a nerd. On this week's episode, we're going to go much more feel-good than last week, and we are going to cover two movies. My pick for this week was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. And I went with The Quiet Girl, uh, directed by Colin Barade. We are going to do... Uh, no spoilers first for both of these films, as uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is a brand new release, and The Quiet Girl only came out a couple months ago, uh, and then we are going to move into spoilers for each of these. Time codes will be down in the description. I'm here to speak to you today about your changing bodies. The blood is released through the vagina. All right, we're going to start things off with Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. This stars Abby Ryder Forstrand and Rachel McAdams, as well as Kathy Bates and Benny Safdie. Yeah. Oh, Benny Safdie. I didn't recognize him, but I know who he is. He's one He's one of the Safdie brothers who directed Uncut Gems and Good Time and stars in Good Time. Nice. Um, so this movie is just a coming of age film about a girl and her parents who are moving from New York City to New Jersey and she's coming to terms with being a teenager. And yeah, it's based on the book of the same name by Judy Bloom. Uh and so I think a lot of people are familiar familiar with this story and or at least know something about it. I had never read the book, but I've heard this book talked about. I knew it was a coming age coming of age story about a young girl. And would be set around her middle school years. Um, but other than that, I didn't really know too much about this one. Yeah, I didn't really know that much either. Um, I know my mom read it, um, but I hadn't read the book. Um, but it just looked kind of cute from the trailers or whatever. And I am so glad that we went because it was so darling. Yeah, it, it was great. We were both laughing. Uh, I was crying a little bit. I teared up a few times. Uh, he cried during both movies this week, that though. That is true. <laughs> um, the people in front of us were cackling and sobbing and really enjoying themselves. Uh, and yeah, this is just a, a really well-made coming-of-age story. It's not like they're just cashing in on the name or not trying to say anything or just, you know, ticking the boxes of what the book, what happened in the book. Um, it really, it felt like they were like, oh no, this is a really great story and now would be a really good time to put some positive, good good feelings out into the world with this film yeah and i honestly think rachel mcadams is one of the most underrated actresses because she's so good in everything she's in and she's just so sweet and adorable and i love her yeah she was really good in this as well as uh benny Safdie. um i loved their dynamic you know most coming of age stories center around broken parents or some sort of struggle between mom and dad uh, or having lost your parents, something along those lines. And in this movie, they're best friends. Yeah, they're, they have a 12-year-old daughter, and they're still madly in love. Yeah, and they're just, they're really funny, they're cute, they're charming, they're doing their best that they can for their daughter and for themselves. Um, do they make mistakes? Sure. But not in a way that's ever malicious, or that they're like the villain of the story, or uh, Margaret needs to get away from them. Yeah, I agree. I also would say that, like, nobody in the movie has actions that are, like, 
not understandable. Like, none of the bad people in the movie do any actions that are actually bad. It's just they're trying to figure out things in the situations that they're in, and all of them are completely understandable. Yeah, all of the characters in this are very believable and fully realize they all have their pros and cons and issues and strengths and the villain of the story really is just life and growing up and the struggles that come to everybody with that yeah the story centers around margaret simon um she is being raised by her parents who are different religions or grew up raised as different religions and have now decided to not raise her as anything and it's kind of about her struggle trying to figure out who she is, not only religion-wise, but just in life as she is about to go into her teenage years. And then she's also having to figure this out, not with the friends that she grew up with or in the city she grew up with, but in a new place around new people. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, when in the city, they either lived with or very close to her grandmother, Um on her dad's side and they had a really great relationship and so not only is she changing all of that but her her best friend is kind of now really far away and because of that the grandmother ends up moving away even further all the way down to florida which becomes another just stressor to her life and the grandmother's played by kathy bates and she's so funny in this she's great yeah she's just absolute blast she's so fun i love her yeah, and so then as the uh, film develops, she gets her new new friend group of three other girls. Um, and it's not that they're the popular kids or the mean girls or anything like that, but it's they're middle schoolers. You know, they form their little group and they don't like anybody outside of it and they have a crush on a boy altogether and all of this kind of stuff happens. And it just plays out in a really realistic way. And I think, you know, even me, who obviously did not grow up a young girl in New York City who then moved to New Jersey, related a lot to this film and could see either myself or my sister or any number of friends in these roles and and such. Yeah, <clears throat> I grew up as someone who did not practice religion in a very religious state, uh, I, I live in Utah. I've grown up in Utah my whole life. Um, so it was very nostalgic and I, I don't know. I just, I very much connected with all of it and all the different feelings that they were having, both just about, you know, becoming a teen and trying to figure out if you would like to speak to God or not. And I don't know. It was just, it was very impactful, but not in a dramatic way. Yeah. just in a life way <laughs> yeah they it wasn't super cheesy it wasn't like building to this one dramatic moment where she has to make a decision there's no huge orchestral swells which by the way music's by by Hans Zimmer did not expect to see his name <laughs> in the credits uh this is not the type of film I associate him with uh but I think he did a good job um and it's yeah the the movie is it's a comedy first and foremost but with a lot of subtle themes and uh, important messages at its core about growing up that you can't help but feel good leaving this movie. Yeah. Yeah. At literally the minute the credits rolled, everyone in the theater just went, that was so cute. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's one I would recommend 
to people of all ages in complete honesty, but definitely if you have daughters or just children um, around the age of these characters, I think this would be a great film just to help them understand it's not just them going through these things. Everyone goes through this, um, and you as the parent are going to get some good laughs along the way. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to move into the spoiler section for this. So if you do not want to hear those or you want to, you know, keep it a surprise in the theater, uh, just make sure you use the time codes at the bottom to hear our review of The Quiet Girl. Uh, But yeah, let's move into spoilers. All right, this movie, like I said before, centers around Margaret Simon um, and her parents. Her dad gets a promotion at his job and is able to afford a really nice house in New Jersey. So they move out of the city, New York City, and into New Jersey, uh, where she gets to start a new school and everything. Um, And basically, as they're moving in, like, she doesn't even have time to settle in, a girl from down the street comes and befriends her. Um, And this is Nancy Wheeler, is the name of the character. She's played by Elle Graham. Honestly, I think she was the standout performance of this movie for someone that young to come into a room and just command the room and lead this this little group, but then also have these vulnerable moments. I I was really impressed by her performance in this. Yeah, she did really, really well. That's another thing is all of the, you know, kids were played by actual kids well, yeah. except for the one really tall girl in their class. Oh, well, yeah, because she's supposed to essentially be a yeah. like, 15-year-old who's 11. Yeah, but um, they were all played by kids, and all the kids just were great at what they were doing. Um, <clears throat> so she meets Nancy Wheeler, and they become friends, and Nancy invites her into her friendship club that she has that already has two other girls in it, making Margaret the fourth. Um but yeah, they all have these like preteen rules on their club. Like if you like a boy, you have to write it down in this book and let the rest of the girls know you can never lie to each other. You have to wear a bra. You can't wear socks. Yeah. Um, if you get your period, you have to tell them. Uh, you have to do the chant. We must, we must, we must increase our bust which, over and over. <laughs> yeah. My mom taught me that at a very young age, which is why I know she's read the book. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they're, they're very classic 12 year olds. (laughs) Yeah. And I think what works so well is it really just feels like they're 12 year olds being 12 year olds and almost like the director was just like, yeah, what would you do in this situation? And I feel like a lot of the people playing the adults in this movie must have 12 year olds or be around them all the time because they act just like their parents, and I, I bet there was a really great vibe on this set of kind of these fun, but also parental figures in these child actors' lives and stuff that just really create a realistic feel. Uh, yeah, so once she makes friends with these girls and they know the rules and everything, it's basically just regular teenage hijinks, you know? They're, they're going to school, they're She's along the ride the whole time. She's basically going to different churches and trying to find religion because in times that she needs comfort, she does reach out to God, but it's never really in a religious way. It's more just like she needs someone to talk to and that's who she's identified. Um, 
So, you know, they go to a party and they have to play spin the bottle and uh, she ends up having to kiss the guy who all of her friends have a crush on and they all think she's very lucky, but she doesn't like him. She likes her best friend's older brother's best friend, Moose. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so it's just kind of awkward and obviously, you know, it's your first kiss, so you're going to brag about it, but... It's never someone who she really likes throughout the film. And he's kind of a little bully and he yeah, sucks. He's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a 12 year old boy and oh, yeah. acts like a 12 year old boy. So. <laughs> yeah. And so then um, she kind of, her teacher decides to assign these sixth graders a year long research project, which is a bold move. Um, but he assigns one and uh, he has them kind of fill out almost like a questionnaire type thing so he can get to know them and try and help them figure out what they're going to research uh and he notices that she put that she hates religious holidays um and it turns out it's because you know her father was jewish her mother was raised christian neither are now practicing and she just always feels weird around those times of year when everyone else has their place in what they're doing and she just kind of doesn't Because her parents also don't allow her to celebrate those holidays, which is like, it's because they want her to wait till she's an adult to be able to decide for herself. But it kind of sucks being a kid and not being able to celebrate what the rest of your class is celebrating. Yeah, it it really does ask kind of some questions of the parents, like, are they going too far trying to make her make her own decisions? Because then when she does come to her own conclusion, hey, I might want to go to temple this this week with grandma oh hey i might want to go to my friend's church with them they get freaked out and upset because of their own religious trauma yeah uh so with the story the the mother margaret's mom she was raised very very christian and she falls in love with margaret's dad who is a jewish man and her parents basically tell her that if she marries him it's her business but she will no longer be their daughter. Um, So she chooses to marry him anyways and leaves with him and they fall in love and have a baby and everything like that. And she never speaks to her parents again until one day Margaret asks about them and why they don't speak to them anymore or at all. And it kind of reopens that wound for her and she ends up reaching out to her parents and The parents reach out back and want to come visit and meet their granddaughter, and upon arrival, the first thing they do is try and convert her to Christianity, so. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's such a hard situation, because, like, the dad, he he knows it's her, his wife's parents, and, like, obviously they're an important part of her life, but at the same time, they literally cut her out of uh, their lives because he was Jewish. And he is no longer even practicing Jewish man, and yet they still, there is clearly some some struggles there of them accepting that. Um, and so, you know, he has every right to be angry and annoyed with those parents, but at the same time, he completely understands why his wife is hoping that they've changed and are going to be better. Uh, yeah, so the parents show up and... Along with that, the dad's grand or the gra- dad's mother, the grandmother, uh, Kathy Bates, ends up showing up with her new Florida Floridian boyfriend <laughs> that she met at Mr. The... Binneman. It <laughs> rhymes with cinnamon, yeah, as he says. 
and he is so cute so darling um but he ends up showing up with her and they all have like a family dinner together which leads to this big blowout between the grandparents trying to force margaret to choose between being jewish or being christian and she ends up blowing up and just being like i don't even know if i believe in god you know um And the mom obviously is, like, devastated and thinks it's her fault for bringing her parents back in. And it's nobody's fault. Like, well, the grandparents I was going to say, yeah, it's the grandparents. And it's both sides. Neither is willing to let it drop. The other, um, the maternal grandparents are like, oh, do you go to Sunday school? Do you think about going to Sunday school? What's that like? Um, And then the grandmother overhears, paternal grandmother overhears this and is like, oh no like she already she went to temple she's officially jewish like she's in she fully believes everything and margaret's like whoa hold on like i don't i went once uh and then it's the grandparents that are arguing and then the parents step in and are like no she's gonna make her own decisions i don't want you guys forcing it just stop uh and then the paternal grandmother can't let it go because she's like yeah but it's fine because she went to temple and so she's jewish and so then they all just start screaming at each other and poor little Margaret is just caught in the middle of all of this, you know, centuries of <laughs> animosity between religious groups and misunderstanding and misinformation and just a whole lot of stuff that culminates in this poor little girl's living room when she just just wants to get her period and be an adult. <laughs> I was going to say, in mid-dealing with all of this, she has two friends who get their period and one of them has double a uh bra now so you know she's obviously better than the rest of them (laughs) and she's just jealous and she wants to grow up but yeah she also doesn't really understand like a lot of her friends there like oh have you kissed a boy yet and you can tell that that's never been a thought that's crossed her mind you know like she's been a kid this whole time she just came back from summer camp like she's she's not ready to grow up but at the same time she wants to fit in with the rest of her friends so she wants to grow up with them yeah and it's it's just it's just such a great movie it is and one of her friends um ends up lying and saying she got her period before she does and then while they're out at an event she ends up getting it and she's the one who we said was just such a great actress because this whole time she's been like this bossy commanding leader of their group friend and then when this happens she like breaks down in the bathroom and is just sobbing and asking for her mom which is understandable because it's it's scary (laughs) you are literally bleeding out of your body yeah it's a scary time um but yeah i don't know and like the whole time their friends have been bullying this other girl because she ended up maturing faster than them and is the tallest kid in class by two heads worth and already has you know is wearing a full bra and you know they're jealous so they take that out by bullying her when in reality she's just a smart quiet girl who wants friends and feels bad about herself because she grew up so much faster than the rest of them Um, but it's okay because they all make friends in the end. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it is. It all ends well, and it's it's a feel good movie. Um, the mom, Rachel McAdams, uh, ends up going back to being an art teacher, and she had committed herself to all the PTA com- uh, committees and stuff, and just wanting to be super involved. And then, you know, as PTA committees go, there's 
politics and the cool mom who leads everything and everyone just nods along and says oh yes that sounds like a great idea let's do it and it's just miserable uh so she goes back and becomes an art teacher and there's a really wonderful moment at the end where the the head mom comes up to her and is like oh hey we're starting the middle school junior high committees i think i can think of like five you'd be perfect for and she goes yeah i would love to but no i just don't want to and it was so funny the whole theater was cackling at that moment and it's also one of the first times that rachel mcadams character kind of like stood up for herself really yeah in the whole movie like she'd stand up for her daughter against her parents like whatever but she kind of just did whatever people asked of her this whole time and then she realized she didn't want to be a housewife she loved teaching and she wanted to continue doing that yeah and uh it was just it was really great (laughs) all right so what is your ranking um i'd probably give this an eight maybe an eight and a half okay i think i'm gonna give this one a nine i really enjoyed it and it's it's one i could see myself watching again uh it's very fun and a light watch uh and i also will definitely recommend this to people of all ages and stuff this is the type of movie kind of similar when uh, Greta Gerwig's Little Little Women Women, I was just gonna say (laughs) yeah I love that movie it's one of my favorite theater experiences because I went with my younger cousins uh, two girls who were I think like 10 and 12 at the time or 11 13 around that age Uh, and they had such a great time watching that movie and just getting to experience it in a movie theater and i would love to have that type of experience and hope that other people get to have that experience with this film for this year because it is that good yep all right that concludes our thoughts on are you there god it's me margaret Uh, we are now going to move on to the quiet girl all right the quiet girl did come out last year Uh, It was initially released in May back in Ireland, but did not come out here in the U.S. till December, Uh, and it ended up being Ireland's submission to the 95th Academy Awards uh, this past year, uh, and was nominated for uh, Best International Feature Film. Uh, It's directed by Colin Barade, uh, and stars Carrie Crowley, Andrew Bennett, and Catherine Clinch in the lead roles. Uh, It's half in Gaelic, half in English. They kind of just switch between whoever's more comfortable with whatever language it seems like the the quiet girl her dad uh prefers english but the family she's staying with prefers gaelic it kind of i, I would say it's 80 percent gaelic yeah um and it follows uh quote i believe is how it was pronounced again these are going to be a lot of gaelic names so if we mispronounce them i apologize um and she is a quiet girl Uh, and she lives with her poor family who have a lot of kids and a father who seems to not always be there or the best well he's an alcoholic who gambles away all their money so (laughs) um yeah and he's just not really present and the mother becomes pregnant with what a fifth child yeah um and so it's just chaos at that house and so they call upon their their cousin um and to see if they could take in quote for for the summer just until the baby comes 
Uh, and so there's a nice awkward scene of being introduced to these two older strangers she's never met before uh, and it's super uncomfortable and oh is this summer going to be any fun uh, and then she just kind of lives her life for the summer and it's such a simple movie it's only 90 minutes long it it doesn't have any grand sweeping shots or big profound ideas and wants to tell you it's just it's a simple story about good people trying to do the right thing and it's wonderful yeah and um Everett pointed this out when we watched it that like you don't really realize how attached to the characters you're getting until right at the end and then you're like oh yeah <laughs> I love them <laughs> I I teared up a lot at are you there god it's me Margaret I actually cried multiple tears running down my face at the end of this movie I got so swept up in it the whole time I'm watching it our dogs we watched this one at home and our dogs were being annoying at the start so I was in a bad mood and I was just convinced that I'm like oh this is gonna like ruin my experience watching this movie I'm so tired and annoyed uh but it just it grew on me as it went and you just slowly start to understand who these people are and they're just doing what they the best they can with the hand they've been dealt and it's it's wonderful yeah uh, I also want to shout out Kate McCullough, who did the cinematography on this film. It is a gorgeous film, and whoever was her camera assist pulling focus really put in the hard yards, because the shallow focus in this movie is some of the most shallow you will see in any movie, and it's so hard to keep stuff like that in focus. Uh, but, but they manage it, and it looks incredible of very pretty lush greens and vibrant very a lot of depth to the color and it's it's a really pretty film to look at i don't really know what more to say about it um it's yeah it's basically just centers around a girl who needed people to pay attention to her and it's it's very beautiful it's very well made like everett said but there's not really too much we can do without going into the story i would say yeah, um, I will say the people who take her in, Carrie Crowley and Andrew Bennett, um, what I love about them is as the movie goes on, you learn more about them, but not through their, them saying anything or having a moment where they explode at Catherine's character, Hot. Um, there's no like moment where they become the villain for a minute or upset her or whatever they're just they don't want to burden her with their own struggles uh and then there's this really obnoxious lady who ends up helping watch her for an afternoon and just spills all the beans on everything and brings new depth to the movie uh and to the carrie and andrew's characters yeah um, and like the stuff that she says is I would say pretty obvious to the audience, but, you know, with the main character being a child, a little girl, she obviously didn't pick up on it. So, like, having her kind of realize her place with them and what she's been doing is is sad. But Yeah, yeah, if you're paying attention, you kind of know this is where it's headed, um, but... 
I think the the person who delivers it also just like does it so bluntly and without any sort of tact or care for this child's position in this thing. Well, She's just what does like, she call her? Uh, a dope, like a dope. sixteen times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird lady. Um, but it really that's about as much tension and like drama you get out of two characters at odds in this in this movie really um in terms of direct confrontation um there is plenty of kind of anxiety and tension towards the end of the movie um when she returns to her family and just that kind of situation and where everything stands after this summer uh and i think the quietness of those last couple scenes is really what stood out to me all of the actors look as awkward as it feels um but we'll talk more about that in spoilers which we will head into right now so jump ahead uh if you don't want to hear any spoilers for the quiet girl all right heading into spoilers now um so yeah you find out the the parents who take her in or the people who take her in uh lost their son uh, in the slurry out in the cow field pasture because they're farmers um, and he was as they say lured out there by the dog um, and ends up suffocating drowning in the mud yeah you never really for sure know if that's what happens because the mean lady kind of just says that she said supposedly he didn't do this and he didn't but yeah he died <laughs> he, he died and um so now they're just kind of these two older farmers just making their way and then they get the chance to to take in this girl for the summer and it's not that type of movie where they become overbearing or they push it or they become upset that she doesn't love them back they are just they see a second chance to be parents for a summer and they fully take it on i will say the the um andrew bennett's character is far more reserved at the start he's not so sure about this um but carrie crowley just dives in (laughs) as fast as she can brushing her hair teaching her songs when she shows up at their house she's filthy she's covered in dirt her hair is knotted like nobody's been taking care of her she wets the bed so she's the bad child and stuff and the first night she wets the bed um and carrie crowley's like oh my gosh I can't believe this happened and immediately sees the look on uh Hot's face and she's like oh no I can't believe I gave you these mattresses they're all wet they always end up leaking I'm so sorry and it's just this nice moment where Hot realizes like oh I'm not gonna be in trouble for existing here like my existence isn't an inconvenience to these people they're just here to take care of me yeah um and that's really really a great moment um, for those characters uh, but then Andrew Bennett's character kind of ends up having to take her around to help with some chores every so often uh, and initially he's just basically ignoring her he's like you can just stand there and I'm gonna do the chore and you just have to wait and so she kind of wanders off as an inquisitive child would uh, but she doesn't just wander off and get into trouble or something she goes off to find a broom to help him sweep out the uh, stables and stuff but he doesn't know that and obviously with what happened to their last child not being able to find her was very stressful so that's like the only scene in the movie where he does yell at her but it's more in worry it's not yeah 
it's, in anger. it's not malicious it's just pure worry that she's going to going to end up drowning herself um and so yeah but slowly again i say slowly it's only a 90 minute film so across <laughs> the course of only like 20 minutes you see them just build this bond together he times her and she runs to the mailbox to get the mail every day and he you know is like oh you're 10 seconds faster than when we started this and they race each other to who can sweep out their side of the milking area faster and just they take care of each other um in the best way and it's just such a a wholesome simple film there's no real i guess the only real like tension and drama as i said earlier is her going back home yeah uh before we get into that though you can tell throughout the movie that she is taking kind of the spot of their son because they've kept their son's room exactly the same as when he passed away um they have all his clothes hanging up in the closet and when uh the quiet girl when she gets dropped i'm not even going to attempt the name because he's better (laughs) at it than i am but when they drop her off the dad doesn't even pay attention and ends up driving off with her suitcase so she has no belongings when she shows up there so the mother figure who takes her on ends up dressing her in her son's clothes and so it's like you can tell they had a kid at some point because they have kid-sized clothes that are you know boy style clothes all around the house or all around the room and then the wallpaper it zooms in on um and kind of holds the shot on is just like little trains and stuff so it's you can tell they had a kid but you don't really know what happened yeah um and eventually uh i think was it uh during like they have uh, some friends over during a card game and they question why she's dressed like that or something or what prompts them to go shopping do you remember i think the 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 guy the father figure guy i'm pretty sure he says that he doesn't want to take her into church looking that's like right that. yeah so andrew bennett doesn't want to bring her uh to church dressed in the son's clothes so they end up taking her shopping and buy her a nice little dress and a poncho type thing and just like treating her really well and again it's just it's so nice she's excited and happy to get these new clothes and yeah Mm -hmm. she's the quiet girl so she's not like loud and overstated about it but you can just feel through the performance um that she she's just so happy and content and feel so at ease with these people yeah and the shopping trip is before her and andrew bennett's character get really close and he gives her some money and says it's for like some ice cream or something and the the mother figure carrie crawley yeah (laughs) she says this is way more than she would need for ice cream and he's like well what's the point of having her here if we can't spoil her yeah so having just you know the opportunity to watch this child obviously means more for them and her actual parents just take it for granted it's like they just had kids to have kids you know and so as was inevitable the summer comes to an end and she has to go home uh and so they they drive her back um and bring her home and it's you know awkward and kind of tense because they know they're bringing her back to a situation where when they got her she was filthy and uncared for and the problem child despite never being a bad kid um and so they're a little like 
hesitant to drop her off, but they also don't want to be like, we're keeping your kid. Uh, and the mother, um, her actual mother, has the newborn and is clearly overwhelmed and would love to, for them to take her and just is so appreciative and thankful. And, you know, they bring her, of course, like some extra jam and some food and, you know, are trying to take care of her without being too obvious. Uh, and then and then her dad comes home and it all it doesn't like explode again this is not the type of movie where they go into a heated argument and they fight over the daughter or anything it's just it immediately becomes awkward and there he makes them feel unwelcome there anymore so they're like okay we have to go and they he keeps like trying to i think almost excuse the fact of why they sent her there by saying like oh well i'm sure she did this and this and this and i'm sure she did this and, and they're like no like i assure you it was a pleasure having <laughs> her at our home yeah um and so finally they they get in their car and they they say a goodbye and start driving down the the long driveway to to head back home and throughout the whole movie as i mentioned there's the shots of her running to the mailbox and there are these slow-mo she's a kid and she's running and she's smiling uh and we return to those as she chases the car car down and as they're closing the gate um andrew bennett looks up and sees her and she just run runs and jumps into his his arms and hugs him so tight and her dad's kind of walking down the drive in the distance to come catch back up. And she's just not looking at him and calling Andrew Bennett dad. Well, I feel like she looks at her dad and says daddy, but in like a scared tone. And then she like, like hugs into his neck and like is comforted and then says daddy again. And is like very yeah. clearly being like, this is where I should be. Yeah. And that's when the waterworks started for me. I... <laughs> I didn't realize how much I had grown to love them, but I just, I did. They were so, it's so subtle and so simple, um, but you can't help but yeah. love them. And then Carrie Crowley, um, it pans over to her just like sobbing in the car because she didn't want to do it in front of the little girl and, you know, make her feel bad. <clears throat> but she very clearly like cares about her and is just sobbing and that's just kind of where the movie ends like yeah and so they're all just kind of crying and then and then the movie's over so you don't really you crying. yeah you don't really know for sure if she ends up with them or with her parents but you hope that she can go home with them because they clearly care for her more than her own family does yeah um and i think what works about this movie again is that it's so simple and focused and i was a little worried at the end they were going to try and delve into all the other children and that whole situation but they really they know they don't have the time or like it's going to take away from the impactfulness of this story if they try and explain why it's okay for all the other kids to stay there or whatever um, and obviously it would be unrealistic for them to adopt five children and take them away or whatever um, and so it just kind of ends. And I think that, you know, some people might be a little frustrated in that fact that we don't get any resolution. We don't know what happened to her siblings or anything. Why is it only her that we're focused on? But I, I don't know. I didn't care. <laughs> I, it, it told the story it wanted to tell and it told it really effectively. Well, what's your ranking? All right. I'm going to give this one... 
an eight and a half out of ten i do think and i wonder if it was partly because i was in such a bad mood when it started but it was a little bit of a slow burn you know as i said like it grows on you and you realize by the end how much you love them but there's a good 30 40 minutes in there where i'm like yeah they're cute and this is nice and it's pretty to look at but is this really impact as impactful as it could be yeah i would give it probably between a 7.5 and an 8 yeah yeah i just think it's not one i'm going to readily return to um but i'm happy we watched it I'm i'm so happy we watched it i would recommend it to pretty much anyone um it's really a great great film it's just not one that's like oh my gosh that was so enlightening about this or talk so interestingly about this or so action-packed or funny it just you know it was a beautiful drama simply told uh but that while that's its greatest strength it's also the reason i'm probably not going to watch this again for quite a while yep how long should they keep her till after the baby (laughs) she can't keep her as long as the lake all right thanks for listening to our podcast this week make sure you follow us on instagram and tiktok at nerd and normie and tune in every monday for a new episode and if you could please leave us a positive review on whatever platform you use to listen that really helps us out thank you thank you